0: our brother Rod that we've been praying for. He's here this morning and I've asked him to share his testimony, the whole uh, journey that he has been on and it's been a miraculous journey. So would you welcome Rod as he comes this morning? Okay, Okay, Rod, come on through. It just takes a little bit of time for the... The battery to charge up. Here we go. Okay. That's good. That's good. Wonderful. Very good. Welcome, Rod. Come and stand right up here with me. Rod has been on an incredible journey and uh, we just want him to, to share. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's okay. I'm
1: not supposed to be here.
0: Yeah. He's not supposed to be here and that's okay. absolutely incredible.
1: According to the experts, I hope you can hear me because i was been excited about this moment for a long time. I dreamt about it on Thursday night. I think I spent all my energy there. So please, please forgive me. Yeah. Forgive me. Anyway, let me start by saying that, you know, when, when things like this happen, you think only the love of God can save us from all the stupidity and the wrong decisions that we make in life. I'm telling you now, now is the time. If you have anybody who still smokes and drinks, please, please, I'm begging you, let them know. Look, give them my number I'll let them know what happened. Please, asking Jesus for, in your life is not going to save you if you still smoke and drink right now. So please, if you know anybody, I'm, telling, I'm begging you now. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Okay, so please, please, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Please, do it, do it now. Do it now. Before it's too late, can you imagine in hospital when I say to you, you're not going to be able to talk again. You're not going to be able to walk again or oh get to the ICU. Three months ICU, people, three months ICU. Jesus was there. Jesus was there. Yeah. Never left me. This is one thing I learned about my experience. When you're down in the ground, when you're back against the wall, you've got nowhere to go. I tell you what, the Word of God comes alive. So you don't need to know all the verses, you don't need to do, learn all the books. Just remember the snippets of, of verses that really hit your heart. You know what? God saved me there. But I want to first thank a few people. Pastor Jim, of course. Pastor Becky. Randall, if you're there, if you're not there. Pastor Pavy, praying for you. But please, I was overwhelmed when I came in. Pastor Becky was preaching about love. I felt that love coming in. I'm telling you now, I felt that love when I came in. Bang, hit me. And the Holy Spirit, when it hits you, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. You can't stop it. You just have to go with it. Right now, I've got the Holy Spirit in me. Even though I'm starting to lose a bit of my voice, remembering I wasn't supposed to be talking now, not supposed to be able to talk ever again, not able to get out of ICU. When I walked away from ICU, I'm telling you, everyone was saying, look at that man. He wasn't supposed to be here. He's supposed to be gone a long time ago. But you know what? Jesus said, no. He's going to go on and on, and he's going to share my testimony to the world. I started dreaming about it Thursday night, and I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. I'm going to share the word of God and the love of God for each and every one of us. And I'm telling you, there's nothing too bad. There's nothing criminal enough for Jesus that he's going to say to you, I don't accept you. He will accept you, and he will love you. He will save you. I had a stroke. Massive stroke, the first thing that came to mind. My wife, my wife, I don't want to leave my wife. My wife says to me, don't leave me, Rod. I said, I'm trying, okay, I'm trying, I'm here, I'm trying. But, you know, that keep me alive. My wife, she never left me. One of her friends said, she's probably not a friend anymore, said, Joey, you know what, Rod is going. I think he should... Try and do something different. Can you imagine that? I think she's still my friend, I'm not sure. But God bless her and protect her because I tell you what, if you get a wife, partner like this, I don't know what I did to save it, but I've got to praise the Lord. Joy, why
0: don't you come up here this morning? Come quickly. So Rod and Joy had only been married for a few months and, and Rod just got incredibly sick, ended up in hospital, I mean, your kidneys were shut down. Uh, I, I mean, he was probably 40 kilos if he was. And, uh, you know, this lady here, she stood with him throughout the whole journey, praying, interceding, and seeing God turn his life around. We'll just turn you a bit further around. That's better.
1: I don't want to go over You want, don't want
0: to go over the edge? <laughs> there, there. That's all right, mate. But you know
1: what? I'm telling you, people... Please, thank you for showing me the love and the welcome back to you because this is our church. This is my church. We married here. We love this church. Okay, this church does amazing things. Okay, lots of miracles and blessings that they also want to hear the word of God here. But I'll tell you what I learned in the hospital. In ICU for three months, when you're on your own, she leaves. I see you at the tomorrow. I feel like, what can I do, Lord? I'm alone now. I couldn't talk. I had to write everything down. And it's bad enough, my bad writing was bad. So they couldn't understand what I was saying, even in writing. So I'm stuck in the hospital on my own. I only knew Dr. Burke, who was the nephrology head, who actually, I believe he had faith as well. And he said, whatever you're doing, keep it up because it's working. So Joy, I'm telling you, Joy, when she comes to the hospital, I could hear the music playing worship songs, and I could hear, I knew she was there, and I would light up. So, there are good blessings. But you know what? You need to understand that God loves any, every one of you, every one of us. There's no discrimination. There's no judging from Jesus. When you accept Jesus in your heart, guess what? You're in, you're in, you're in. you still got to do the right thing. So I'm telling you, if you still something, any one of you or your friends, still smoking, drinking, please, I'm begging you to stop now because this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing. I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, this is not a good thing. I just wanted to also thank a few more people, if I may, because it really touched me when I was in hospital, especially ICU. Chris Melson was there to visit me. Please, thank you so much. Daya, Daya. She'll be there. From the very beginning, she's been praying for us, for me. It's like my sister that I didn't have. I have a sister, but one in America only. But she was the other sister, my older sister when, she was, when I was in hospital. And I'm telling you, Pastor Jim, Pastor Peavy, they all came for me. What a wonderful... Got people, God's people are the best people you can have as friends and close relatives. Pastor Ken, Becky, you know you were there, you know that. They smell some. And, and there was one lady that really touched me that I didn't really know much about. Her name was Natalie. She used to sit at the back there when we were coming to church. She made me cry with joy. <laughs> you came was touched by that so I'm just telling you know God will touch you with love and overwhelm you with the Holy Spirit you just have to confess and declare his goodness and his mercy he is the most powerful God there's no other God above there's no name above and I'll tell you one one more thing the one verse it wasn't even a full verse that kept me alive when I was on my own I had no one to talk to. I couldn't talk anyway. When I write something, I can't understand your writing. So can you get your wife to ring, you, ring me? You know what? These verses, the Word of God is alive and living. And when you even get snippets of some of the verses, you know they wanna keep me alive. When I was in pain, I used to say, I couldn't talk. And when you talk, you have more power. But when you talk the Word of God, because the tongue has the power. Because we know that. Now, I couldn't talk. And Jesus sort of said to me, okay, Lord, if you can't talk, just learn it in your head, and then I'll know what you mean. You know, so he asked me, just visualize me talking to you, that I'm reading the verse to you. You know, the one that came to me all the time, Lord, I will never leave you, nor forsake you.
0: Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Hey, I wonder if we could all stand and continue to pray for Rod incredible journey seriously a miracle God has done in his life and we want to continue to see the miracle so just as an act of faith why don't you put your hands towards him this morning and we're going to pray for him and joy Father God we thank you for your, your servant the the man who loves you and we thank you for this fine woman who stands so faithfully next to him we pray God for his physical body to be even better than it is now. Lord, we thank you that he has the power of speech, that he's able to declare your praises, Lord, and confess of your goodness. We pray for that the Holy Spirit would move upon him right now and heal him 100% and make him whole in the mighty name of Jesus, Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Why don't you give Rod a a thank you? You want to say something
1: else, Rod? Yes. Yeah. No. I just, again, I just wanted to thank God that yeah, I'm not the star of the show. God is the star of the show. That's right. He always will be. always will. He was the same yesterday, today and tomorrow and forevermore. Okay.
0: So, Amen. <laughs> I
1: had a recent test with the neurology team at the Mara Hospital. Can you imagine Pastor Jim functioning zero, zero, zero. At the ICU. And you know how scary that is. When the doctor looks at you, not blinking, just looking at you, saying, your, your kidney's not functioning at all. It's zero, zero. And you could die any time. And your lungs have collapsed. i giving you one, less than 1% to live. When you get someone telling you that, I'm telling you, that's when you need Jesus. Yes. That's when you need God in your life. Don't wait for this to happen. No God now. Get ready for something so that you're ready. God said, Be ready. Be ready. Always be ready. You know there's another man that you shared system, stand the system any stand man. Martial art artist from New South Wales, man of God. You know what his his logo is, if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So I'm telling you now, please be the word. Actualize the word. Verbalize the word. If you can't talk the word, think it. Pretend Jesus is talking to you. Okay. And you know what Jesus said? Again, I do remember some verses. Philippians four thirteen. He said, Lord, I know you're weak, but you can do all things through me because I'm strong. When you're weak, God said, I'm strong in you. Okay? Hallelujah. When you're weak, that's when I'm strong. Can you imagine a God like that? He's not a picture or a carving. He is alive. He's alive. And can you imagine dying for me? Lord, I died for you. Do you think I'm going to leave you here lying like this? I don't think so. The pain and suffering, I'm telling you. In the morning, the nurses would come, and the specialists would do the rounds, and Joe's not here yet, wasn't there yet. And then they'd come next door to me, another patient next to me, and he says to his family, Mr. So-and-so, I'm afraid to tell you that your husband's last day will be today. So if you, you have to arrange the funeral now, if you have anything arranged, and that's me next to me. And I was coming next, and Joe wasn't there yet. So what am I going to do? The Lord says, hang on. I'll never leave you. Not today. Not yesterday. Not today. Hang in there. Don't give up. Don't give the enemy the foothold. A foothold at all. Do not give in. Don't give them an idea that you're going to give up or you're scared. You are strong. We are strong in the Lord. Amen. We are strong. Amen. We are. And the report that I got, he said, Rod, You know what? You are, your name is in the department. As an escapee, escapee, you called me, escapee, miracle. Can you imagine that? From from death to life, please, people, please, the the love of God, the love of God, a sinner like me, right? From zero to 100%, kidney function, and everything was perfect. You know, cholesterol level, perfect, amazing God. I'm telling you, no other God can do that. No other God. Amen. Thank you, Ron. Wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: Okay.
1: (coughs) I will get there. I'm hoping and praying next time. I'm going to do a presentation of pictures and videos that people will be amazed. Our skin and bone, when... I remember. Yeah, I do. Brighton,
0: it's, not, it's not an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration. And look at man, You're looking good. Thank you me. look good. You could bench press 200 pounds. But good cook. Anyway. Yeah, good cook. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, thank you, Rod. Well, this morning we are going to continue in our series of the Book of John. And it just so happens I'm going to talk about miracles. So why don't we close our eyes, let's bow our heads and let's come to God's Word and get something good from the Holy Spirit. Father God, this morning we come to you and we want to thank you for the work that you've done in Rod and we thank you God for the continued work that you're going to do. And Lord, you know all our hearts and we pray God that your Word would go forth as a sharp two-edged sword, goes right to the issue of things and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So we want to just want to recap very quickly about the book of John. So we're going to remember what the purpose of the book of John is about. And the purpose of the book of John is found in John chapter 20, verse 31. So this is the whole reason why John writes, so that we can really understand something really important. But it, and this is the scripture, John 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And by believing in him, you will have life through the power of his name. That's the whole purpose of the the writing of the Gospel of John. So you must keep that in your mind as you're reading it, that you would continue to believe he's the Messiah, the Son of God, and that we can have power in our life. So we've, we've, come right from John 1, we're coming to the end of John chapter 2, and next week Pastor Randall will be sharing from John chapter 3, which is the story of Nicodemus about being born again. So let's have a look at the scripture this morning, John chapter 2, verse 23 to 25, and it says this, because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust in him. But Jesus didn't trust them because he knew about all people. So the Passover that we know was instituted by God to uh, Moses so that they would come out of slavery, out of Egypt. They would uh, slay a lamb. They would put blood around the doorposts. And the angel of death passed over and the people were saved. And so every year the Passover is celebrated and it's celebrated all around the world. So if you're a, of Jewish heritage, you would celebrate the Passover. And if you were living within a 15-mile radius of Jerusalem, you would have to actually go and celebrate in Jerusalem. That was your responsibility. And it was the heart of every Jewish person to one day go and celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. But it wasn't just one day as our Good Friday, that one night, it was actually an eight-day celebration from beginning to end. So you can imagine having an eight-day party at your place. Who thinks that would be great? Eight days of partying and feasting and rejoicing and telling dad jokes and jumping in the pool and going out and just celebration, celebration, celebration. So when Jesus is at this time at the Passover, Something incredible happens. He starts to do miracles. People start to receive their healing. He's speaking God's word and he's making it so practical and easy for people to understand. And they're just so incredibly overwhelmed about what is taking place. And people began to trust in him. No one needed to tell Jesus about human nature because he knew what was in each person's heart. And so we come back to the beginning of the verse, which is so important. Because of the miraculous signs that Jesus did in Jerusalem in the Passover celebration over eight days, many began to trust in him. Let me give you a little bit of kind of like to help us understand what is so important. People began to trust in him. People began to believe in him. People began to put their hope in him. Can you imagine in a town that has swollen to four times the the normal amount of people? It's two and a half million people in Jerusalem at Passover time. Normally, there's between 500 and 900,000 people. And all of a sudden, someone comes and there's healings, there's restoration, there's wholeness. Things are changing. And that word that they began to trust in him means this to believe, have faith in be a commitment of and rely on, have confidence in. The people started to look to Jesus to be the answer of who he was, the Messiah, the Son of God. They were focused on one incredible thing, the miraculous signs that were taking place. Miraculous signs. In the Gospel of John, John uses this terminology, this description Miraculous signs 15 times in the other gospels combined, it's used five times, so it's used well, it's actually 17 times in John's gospel, but only five times in the gospels combined. Miraculous sign, and there's a reason for that. So, when you are reading the gospel of John and you're looking at it and you come across that terminology. Terminology, miraculous sign, it's so important. You know, when God does a wonderful work, when he does something incredible, in our Bible, it is described as a wonder, it's described as a sign, and it's also described as power, when God intervenes. But let me give you a little bit of description of what those three things are mean? Miracles, signs, and wonders. When we come across the word wonder, it's the word "terras" in the Greek. And the word wonder means this, something strange causing a person seeing it to marvel and generally follows, it generally follows signs. So the first time that I saw Pastor Pavey, she was I wonder. I looked at her and I went, "Wow. She looked at me and she went, "Wow, wow. <laughs> you know that connection, that moment when something is incredible, and you are just so overwhelmed by it. In Mark chapter nine, the disciples, well, James and John and Peter, they go up to the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. And Jesus is transformed before him. And his clothes and his body is white like lightning. And then he comes down the mountain. And this is what it says in verse 15. It says the the Jews were arguing, the, the priests and the leaders were arguing with Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns up and it says this, they were overwhelmed or they wondered, or they were in awe of Jesus. And then after that, there is the healing of a demonic person. So they were in awe and in wonder of Jesus before the miracle took place. Why were they in awe and wonder? Because he had been to the mountain, and he was with God, and his body was glorified. Do you remember when Moses went to the mountain to see God and he came back down and his face shone like bright lightning and they said put a cover over your face because we can't bear to see it that was a wonder and when Jesus turns up it's always a wonder this is amazing this is incredible another time that describes this word wonder is when Peter was going to the temple and there was a crippled man beside him and Peter looked at him because the man was asking for something and Peter says, silver and gold I don't have but what I have I will give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and be healed. And instantly that guy shot up, strength came to his ankles and he began to do what? He was leaping and praising and dancing and just rejoicing before God. And then it says this, the people were in awe and wonder about the man because they they knew him. Every day they would see him lying on the ground for years and when God intervenes and something takes place and there is a wonder, people go, how is that totally possible? That's a wonder. But then we have what's called a miracle. A miracle is different. That is power or the inherent ability and when Jesus and his disciples when they go to Jerusalem when they're waiting for the power from on high Jesus says go to Jerusalem wait for the power wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you will receive power that word there is dunamis so the word miracle means power means dunamis and Jesus said you will receive power of the Holy Spirit so that you can be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, that power, and that power that comes is evidenced by the speaking of other tongues. That's what we call the initial evidence that a person is filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues. But there's one other word, and that is sign, and that word is semion, and it means this, It is more than just a wonder. It is more than just power. It displays and shows the direct nature and character of the person. It's an interesting fact. Because I'm talking about signs this morning and miracles. I googled this. How many signs does the average person... See in a day. You know, like advertising or a street sign or, you know, just you're on Facebook. The average person, listen to this, sees between 6,000 and 10,000 signs every day. And the sign always points to someone or something. Now, I don't know who got the job of counting that or how they worked it out but if it's on Google, it must be true, surely, all right? But we are bombarded with signs and we're watching them and looking to them. So when God uses the word sign, it's the descriptive word. It was action through which the nature and the character of a person could be understood. So I want to do something this morning. So if you can just help me out here. This would be really good. Can you help me out? Okay, let's try that out. Can you help me out? All right, one more time. Can you help me out? Yeah, I need you to respond. And I want you to respond naturally. Say naturally. Naturally. I want you to respond naturally with me this morning. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to show you something. And I need you to respond. All right. So I'm going to show you something. I want you to follow what that is and then I want you to say the first thing that you see after I show you something. Have you got that? Can I confuse you anymore? Okay. All right. So, are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. I want you to follow the sign. Let's try it again. All right. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's, let's try it again. Have you got that? Are you ready? Hello. No, no, not stand up. It's a sign with an arrow. Do you read out loud arrow up when you see a sign? Who reads the adverts as they're driving along? Okay, Okay, put your hand down. We'll pray for you later. This is called a sign. And it's an arrow and it's pointing up and it says... So the arrow or the sign points to something. All right, okay. Are you ready? I don't don't know if anyone passed. All right, here we go. Let's try it one more time. So we're going to try something different. So I'm going to show you a sign. All right, just look at it. And then perhaps on the screen, something's going to come up and I want you to... Tell me what it says. Have you got it? Okay, here we go. Oh, very good. Give yourself a clap. That's how the first one was supposed to work. All right, okay. So watch the sign. Don't speak between signs. All right, I'm going to show you another sign. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. Follow the sign. Put the next one up, Randall, because, or oh, Matt, there you go. Okay, let me show you this. Another sign. Here we go. Okay, stop, don't call out, or you'll be sent out of the room. Okay, let's try it again. when you see the sign which is a miracle what should you see exactly when you see thank you oh boy oh boy I, I know I only went through grade 11 okay actually it wasn't even the whole of grade 11 it was about a third of the way through okay sorry about that okay So when we see a miracle, we should see Jesus. When we see Jesus, we should see the Son of God, Messiah. What did John say? But these things are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. That is the whole purpose. When Jesus came into Jerusalem and he tossed out all those people out of that courtyard and then for those next seven days he began to do miracles and they they saw them and they were amazed at the miracles. Jesus did a miracle The miraculous sign to show that he was the Son of God, the Messiah. When you see Rod, when you see what he was like, and you see what has taken place in his life, the miraculous sign should point to Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Every time. Because, folks, it is really all about Jesus miracles signs and wonders power when it's demonstrated it should always point to Jesus do you know that one time Jesus fed 5,000 people and do you know what they wanted to do they said to him let us make you our king why did they want Jesus to be their king because he fed them, not because he was the Messiah, the Son of God. You see, we've got to be so careful about signs and wonders. If you are focused on seeing a miracle and you forget who the miracle worker is, you've missed the whole point of the miracle. Do you know what I think Because of the world that we live in that is so obsessed with something new, something amazing, something tantalizing, something that grabs our attention. We're so focused on looking for those things outside and inside the church. We're looking for miracles when we should be looking for Jesus. We should be looking to him. Because if we make him our focus, then those things are just going to come automatically. I get excited about miracles. I can remember times that I've prayed for miracles to happen. I mean, our kids both being alive today, my children, it's a miracle. I remember praying for a woman who couldn't walk up a mountain, prayed for her, and she walked up a mountain. I remember once we were in a church, and a guy died at the back of the church. And he was gone for three minutes, out cold, Two nurses looking for a pulse, called the ambulance. The whole church, I said, I don't know what to do, but the only thing I think we should do is what? Pray. And that man came back to life. It's a miracle, but it's got to point to Jesus. If it doesn't point to Jesus, what's the point? It's just empty. It's just we're looking for something else. You see, if we look to him and we make him the center, we're going to see things. Because signs will follow us because we got our eyes on Jesus. In any true miracle, there are th- three things that take place. There is power, there is wonder, and there is the revelation of the nature and the character of Jesus Christ. You see, that, it all happens, but it must point us to him. Jesus wanted us to know who he was. I mean, truly, he he did those things to grab the attention of people to say, hey, there's a God who loves you. There's a God who cares for you. There's a God who can heal you. There's a God who wants to know you. And then you know what happened? Then Jesus, after showing who he was and letting them see the amazing things, he put the challenge on them and he said things like this. This is my body that is broken for you. Take it and eat in remembrance of me. And they said, we can't eat his flesh. And Jesus said, you can have no part of me. Now, Jesus is talking, you know, at a level that needs revelation and understanding. But because they didn't know who he really was, they confused who he really was. You know what he says to us? Can you imagine if Jesus came and said, you have to eat my flesh and drink of my blood? What would people go? What if he came and just said, you've got to take up your cross and follow me daily? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What if he says you need to sacrifice? You need to make me Lord of your life. And there's no demonstration of the miraculous power. Would you follow him? Would you truly follow him? Or are we going to follow him only if we see miracles and signs and wonders? Because they've got to point to Jesus. If you want to see miracles and signs and wonders, then you've got to put Jesus first. You've got to focus on him. These things will come. That's not a big deal to God. Because we're just so obsessed with a sign. We should be so obsessed with him and know him. You know, this morning's reading that we were looking at, you know, in our journal, Judges chapter 6 verse 1 to chapter 7 verse 25, it's a story of Gideon and uh, an angel comes. So Gideon slaughters an animal and makes some bread and he pours it on a rock and then the angel touches it and it's consumed. (laughs) Is that enough to get you going? I mean, it wasn't for Gideon. I mean, instant heat bang and then the angel says go and deliver Israel well no no hang on hang on hang on hang on go and cut down the asherah pole and make a sacrifice to the Lord I don't know if I can do that in front of all my friends so he does it at night and they come looking for him can you imagine 20 or 30 people at your front door looking for you because you stood up to to honor God and then he goes out to fight And he whittles down an army of 32,000 down to how many? 300. Just 300 people. And he goes, God, I don't know if you're with me. I know you did the rock and the fire thing. I know that, uh, you know, you kind of like help me out of the deal. But please, if I put my fleece out, let it be wet and the ground dry. Morning happens. And he goes, Oh, Lord, don't be angry with me. This time, can you make the the fleece wet, uh, the the fleece dry, and the ground wet. He gets up in the morning and there it is. And then God says to him, are you ready? "Mm, I don't know. He said, I'll tell you what to do. Go up and have a listen to those talking about the camp. And him and his friends sneak up and they're on the outside of the camp and they're listening and two guys are talking, the enemy. And one of them says, I had a dream the other night. What would you dream? Oh, that uh, man. Joshua's going to, uh, Gideon's going to kill us all. And the other guy goes, that must have been from God. It's going to happen. Gideon hears it and that's it. How many signs did this guy have before he actually stood out and did it? Now, I would probably need twice as many as him. You would probably need half as many as him because you're so spiritual. But the thing is this, you've just got to look to him and he will deliver you. He will heal you. Here's the next thing that Jesus does. It says, Jesus knew all about people. Jesus knew all about people. And it says, because he knew what was in the heart of a person. He knows what's in the heart of a person. Now, granted that these people are unredeemed. They're not saved as we know how salvation takes place. Their hearts have not been changed. And I did a bit of a look through about the heart and how the heart can be. And it's absolutely astounding what the heart can be like. Listen to this. The heart can be deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It's fickle. It's unstable. It can be swept up in emotion and it can be lost in a second. It is self-centered. It's the place of purity and evil. Belief and unbelief. It can be callous and it can sing. The heart is amazing. It can ponder and treasure. It can place thoughts. You can be cut to the heart. You can have an unrepentant heart. You can have life and you can be enlightened. Your heart has an eye to see in the spirit. You do the will of God from your heart. The heart can be refreshed. And you know, it's where true giving comes from, is from the heart. Whether that's serving one another, helping your wife at work, whatever. That's the motive. Now, we've received Christ and he's taken out of us a heart of stone and given us a heart of flesh. Our heart is open to receive revelation and knowledge from him. But the question is this, what is in your heart? What's in your heart right now? Because I know from time to time in my heart, it's not always the best. And he knows my heart. He knows how I think. He knows my motives. And sometimes we have to check our heart to make sure it's right, to make sure it's centered on Christ, to make sure that we're looking to his nature and character. How's your heart this morning? Do you need to do something with your heart? I think it's incredible. It says that, they began to trust in Him. But Jesus did not put His trust in them because He knew what was in their heart. And I think, oh God. (laughs) I mean, Becky mentioned it this morning. Search my heart, oh God. You know, David, he said, create in me a clean heart. I want to set my heart towards you, oh God. And I think as believers, we've got to to remember we have to set our heart towards Him. We've got to make sure that we understand His character and His nature. How important is the heart? I mean, seriously, how important is it? This is what I've found. This is how important it is. It is the place of great potential, both positive and negative. Great potential. Incredible potential. People can do incredible things from their heart. With and without God. But I tell you what, when the heart is negative, when the heart is down, when the heart is looking to self and just focusing, it can be just so twisted. We've got to set our hearts towards Him. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs I want to see wonders I want to see Rod walking and leaping and praising God don't you? yeah but I think it's a heart issue too you know if I if I pray for someone and they get miraculously healed what's in my heart after that takes place? look what I did Look what God did. In your life, at your work, what you're doing and something takes place. Is it about you or is it about him? It's always going to come back to him because he's everything. He's everything. He's life. He's the way, the truth and the life. You know, when you set your heart towards him and make him the center of your life, Amazing things happen. It doesn't mean that you're going to be without challenge or trial or times of testing. But it means that you will have the power to stand in times of trials and challenges and testings. Will you stand with me this morning as we pray? In John chapter 4, and I've quoted this before, in verse 48 it says this, Jesus said, unless you see a miraculous sign and wonders, you will not believe. Do you know leading up to that, there were many miracles and signs and wonders. Incredible signs and wonders. But he said to them, listen, unless you see these things, you're not going to believe. In other words, What is it going to take? What is it going to take for you to believe? It's you understanding the nature and the character of God. That's what it is. And putting Him at the center of it all. Why don't we close our eyes this morning and just for a couple of minutes, just look to God. Look to Jesus. Look to the source of all of life and ask Him, To reveal himself to you, who he truly is. He is the Messiah, the Son of God. And in him is life and full of abundance. He gives us power for life. Because he loves us and cares for us. He's demonstrated that in the highest possible way. Set your heart on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Set your heart on him who is life and that He can give you power to live life. I'm going to ask you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that He died on the cross for you, to give you access into the Father, to give you that peace that your heart so desperately wants, where you don't have to strive anymore. Be worried about what anyone says or thinks. You can have that peace. And it just takes a very simple prayer. So I'd like us all to pray that this morning. And as you pray that, I want you to pray it with meaning it from your heart. Absolutely. I mean this, Lord. I mean this. Why don't you pray after me? Jesus, I come to you this morning. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. To cleanse me, Lord. Give me access, Lord, to the power of your love. Thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven me and that you love me. And I receive you now by faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Father, I pray as we search our hearts this morning, as we sing and worship, Lord, that you would fill our hearts with your joy and your peace and your power to live this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.